It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio of the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice. And the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right, I'm in a weird mood. This is times four. I feel like I'm three. going... Three. This is four. Last one was three. <laughs> this was four times. Just like the last time, four times. Four attempts. Okay, let's try it again. It's because I'm using a cell phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, and if if it moves at all, it just messes up the signal. Uh, but I think there's something going on on the net and on the server as well. We're not the only ones having problems with internet. I mean, my friend Deb, all, all the way in Virginia, she's having problems with it as well. Things there are changing. Government got involved. Yep. Enough said. All right, what are we talking about this evening? On Sundays, we start with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week, the news behind the news, the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, and who was the Marquis de Lafayette? Ta-da! If we get to him. Four times the charm. She said his name right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got to start serious here. Sunday time for prayer. This is a prayer. They, they, this is a problem. You can't keep doing this. I can't talk when you do this. You're blocking the signal, so move. All right. Try again. A prayer for the shooting victims from usccb.org. Lord God, you are attentive to the voice of our pleading. Let us find in you comfort in our sadness, certainty in our doubt, and courage to live through this hour. Make our faith strong. Amen. All right, the ups and downs for the week. No. Caesar's remarks about the Islamic terror attack in Orlando from World Net Daily. I don't think he, he led anybody in prayer, right? You don't, no, you think so? President Caesar Baracus Obamanus refused to tie the bloody attack on a gay nightclub Sunday to Islamic terror and said, quote-unquote, no definite judgment. 
had been made on the motive. At least 50 people are dead, 53 wounded, following an attack on the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, in which the shooter Omar Mateen shouted, Allahu Akbar. He made a 911 call from the club professing allegiance to the leader of the Islamic State, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. It was the worst act of terror on U.S. soil since the attacks on September 11, 2001. But Obama made no mention of Islam, Muslim, or Islamic terror in his televised address to the nation. Quote, we know enough to say this is an act of terror and an act of hate, Obama said, framing the attack as hate crime against gays. He also used the attack to promote his gun control policy. Now, first of all, it's hate crime because of what? It's If you kill a whole bunch of people, you don't like them very much, do you? No matter who that person is or what protected class they happen to be part of, you don't get to punish people extra for the same crime as so that someone else commits. That's not due process. That's not equal protection under the law. And gun control just means hitting your target. So that does that's barely a sentence. And I I. I had, I'd have a lot to say, but I won't say it right now because I'll let the news say it for me. Let's see what the news says. Then he said this from CNS News. This is an especially heartbreaking day for all our friends, our fellow Americans who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Understand that sentence. He is not saying this is a heartbreaking day for all Americans. He said it's a heartbreaking day for all our friends, our fellow Americans, who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. If you're not that, you're left out. Got it? No white, male, heterosexual need apply. The shooter targeted a nightclub where people came together to be with friends to dance and sing and live. The place where they were attacked is more than a nightclub. No, it's not. It's exactly what it is, a nightclub. It is a place of solidarity and empowerment where people have to come together to raise awareness to speak their minds and to advocate for civil rights. Okay, first of all, just because homosexuals go there to drink, party, and have sex, and do drugs does not mean it's anything more than a nightclub. Period. There's no such thing as a hate crime. Period. This guy was a Muslim. Period. He... Where is the story? Where they... Yeah, well, look here. Alo Akbar... If that's not enough, he made the 911 call from the club professing allegiance to the leader of the Islamic State. I think it's fair to say he is a member of ISIS and a Muslim. And is successful terrorism. Because if if those homosexual left-wing lunatics that have to seek help to straighten out their lives understood that guns aren't evil and bad but wonderful and good when you need it to protect you, that guy would have never shot over a hundred people. 
He would have been dead from the get-go. Sure, he might have shot a few, but then it'd be over. Then he'd be Swiss cheese. See, that's the that's the America we're supposed to live in. We're not supposed to live in America where you, you go out and you're, you're a complete victim to anybody, anything that wants to do harm to you. Because you have been disarmed and defanged. In other words, if you're a white heterosexual male, especially a big one like me, uh, you don't even want to get in a confrontation because you're afraid of going to prison. Totally emasculated. I know for a fact by talking to cops, if, if I say some guy grabbed my wife's ass and I knocked him down, I'm going to jail. She has to do it for herself. I'm not allowed. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. I guess I'm going to end up in prison one day. But luckily we don't go out much because people are crazy out there and they do the stupidest things that you should never do in society. Especially these young kids, they're clueless. They have no idea what they're doing. They're lost. They're lost on a raft floating in the ocean, clueless about how to find water or food or get themselves extricated from the ocean. That's what we're dealing with. I had to listen to stupid boy with, that's just semantics. That's just semantics. Bernie talks more about, like, he wants to be like, uh, Denmark, not like, uh, Venezuela. You can talk about what level of socialism slash communism you want, but it's all socialism and communism. And you know what? It's not just a label, you toad. It's a label that fits. It's a label they actually came up with for themselves. Well, he's talking about... I don't know. It just it's just semantic. Barney, every time I hear Bernie, I hear more. Uh, I don't hear Venezuela. I, I hear more Denmark. I don't want to be Denmark either, you little twit. Brian's talking about before the show. We were listening to another talk show host that's filling in for Dana Lash, and he had his producer on, and they were who's going obviously back and a forth. millennial, a young <laughs> millennial. This is why he doesn't. We usually all don't he listen. did was repeat his talking, but that good labels. I hear more Denmark than Venezuela. Wait a minute, you just use labels. What do you mean? Denmark is a label. You can't say he's a Denmark socialist because that's a label. This is why he doesn't listen to talk shows before the show. Usually we listen to the country music. The host completely <laughs> couldn't handle it. We usually listen to country music, but we can't because of the internet. Completely. Anyway, getting back to this. Two points. It's the same thing. It's the same problem. you got a bunch of idiots talking about labels. Civil rights is a label, too, but... The Civil Rights Act is unconstitutional because it doesn't amend the Constitution. And nowhere in the Constitution does it give the power of government to tell me who to hire, fire, who to allow in my school, not allow in my school, who to allow in my bar, not allow in my bar, my private property, at etc. et al. There is no right to the national government for any of this, regardless of how you feel about it. And again, the government didn't cause blacks to be free to not be prejudiced to get it all stuff it actually caused long lasting prejudice deep rooting prejudice on both sides because of affirmative action nonsense and by the way the most hateful bigoted people as, as a whole i have ever been around were black people in the ghettos absolutely positively disgustingly racist Anyway. And I don't want to hear, they don't, they don't think it's race. They're all part of human race. Well, okay, well, you want me to lose the anthropological terms for you? Do you even know what the word means? 
Maybe you should look up anthropology first. Anyway. I'm speaking back, to you millennials out there. You know I'm talking to you listening. I know. I know you're listening. We hey, look, I'm all for, I'm trying to help millennials, not hurt them. And I'm telling you, millennials like that don't do you any favor. When they don't realize what they're going for and what they're buying into is communism. Pure and simple. You can dress it up any way you want. Left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, bastard. Want me to add status? Still haven't taken a breath yet. So, again, when you were talking about a gun-free zone with this, this terrible tragedy, we always bring up the event that Pamela Geller had. And she had armed guards, and they blasted the guy before he could get anywhere near anyone. Right. Nobody got hurt except the bad guys. Now imagine if there were a hundred guns in the room. No, they wouldn't have shot each other. We're not that stupid. I mean, some people are, but not most Americans. And I'm tired of us thinking that we're too stupid to do what needs to be done in any part of life. This life is ours, not the government's. It's our life. We created the governments to help us stay free and prosper, keep the bad guy, keep the wolf at bay. That's what their job is. So that we can go about our daily grind and, and make something of ourselves and make stuff and keep what we have created. Not the government. I know how to spend your money better than you. Why would any politician know how to spend your money better than you do? What a pompous, elitist nonsense. But that's what Bill Clinton said. So anyway, going back to this. Since he's back in the political game, he's fair game. Uh, Monica. Uh, okay. I feel your pain. Going back to this. I'm old. I can't believe he said what he did because this is a nightclub. It is not a place of a place where they're empowerment and they come together where no. They they come together to hump each other, but you know that happens at all nightclubs. That's, that's it. That's what nightclubs do. That and that's dancing, singing, and living. That that's what that means. So there you have it. They're all there to hook up, of course. But they just say that's, but it's love. No, it's sex. What, why is it they don't understand the difference between love and sex? How can you raise awareness in a nightclub? How can you empower people? You can't in a hear nightclub? each other speak in a nightclub, <laughs> God's sake. They're empowering each other to be drunken sluts. Because Good homosexual, Lord. by and large, giant sluts, man. Uh, their life is a mess because they're mentally ill. I I've lived with them. I've been in I've been in gay bars since I was a kid. My mother, you know, my aunt was a lesbian and ran a gay bar. I had nothing against homosexuals. I have a problem with homosexuality. It's when you try and portray it as love when it is not love. It's sex. And all all these ones that oh we needed to get married. Do you know that the overwhelming majority of all the same-sex marriages were dissolved within days of being married? It was a political stunt. They didn't want to get married. They wanted to piss all over you. They're tired of heterosexual superiority and white supremacy. They said that. White supremacy and heterosexual superiority and tyranny. Tyranny of homosexuality. Of heterosexuality. I don't think so. I think homosexuality is more the terrorist group. Anyway, 
Civil rights laws unconstitutional, therefore it's void, doesn't exist. And maybe we get back to the Constitution, that's gone. Anybody can do what they want, discriminate against anybody you want, all you want, I don't care. I don't. It's your right to discriminate, and people should be more discriminative in their daily lives. Yes, it, you discriminate when you choose one thing over another. This car is a reliable car that's priced reasonably. This car is said to have many problems, and it is priced at a too high. To You will discriminate between one and the other, wouldn't you? And isn't to be discriminate a good thing? It used to be. Until they started applying it to bigotry, which has nothing to do with the word. Anyway, it up, down, com. The Library of Congress will continue using the term illegal alien. <laughs> Following Friday's passage of the annual legislative funding bill, the Library of Congress had proposed changing the term. Say the term has become pejorative. It's a term describing someone breaking the law. It's pejorative by nature. You see? Because to use whatever label you use, it's pejorative because you're going to use it to point out that they're criminals. You can say, you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's this, we're not dealing with the labels anymore. We're not that stupid. You've been doing it for too long. Over a hundred years now with the label changing. We're on to you. Every new pop-up, anything that comes up, gets vetted because it's usually just one thing that's been uh, that's been put out of business that pops up with a new name. Acorn comes to mind. A pejorative. It's, it's actually describing a criminal. Whatever label you use, we're going to use it as a pejorative, aren't we? Republicans insisted that the library use the terms that reflect federal law and included language maintaining the federal terminology in the funding bill. Title 8 of U.S. Code refers to foreigners as aliens, both legally and illegally. For seven and a half years, we have had a president who wants to ignore the intent of the laws of our land, Representative Tom Graves of Republican Georgia said in defending the language. We will not allow this body, this house, to ignore the definitions nor the words of the laws that have been voted on in this body, passed by the Senate and signed into law by the President. Representative Joaquin Castro, Democrat, Texas, told House members he opposed keeping the language because he, we understand that even words that start off as neutral descriptors can over time be used as verbal weapons and knives to inflict pain and disrespect and sow division. Wait a minute, division against those here illegally? We're already divided. They're here illegally. They don't belong here. They should be deported. And then I have my way. Operation Wetback would be going on right now. There would be no new immigrants coming in, and all the illegals would be leaving, and I don't give a crap what their skin color is. Late last year, Castro introduced the Change Act. Uh, why do we have a representative called Castro? It's such a, I mean, Castro, Cuba, why, how the heck did he get elected? 
for the removal of the term illegal alien from the federal law and replacing it with undocumented foreign national. Okay, the criminal undocumented foreign national is on our soil illegally. Does that make you feel any better? No, doesn't. Solve a thing now, does it? No. Because they're still here illegally, and they're pieces of crap, and they need to go. They're disease-ridden, crime-ridden pieces of crap. I said it. I don't care. It's the truth. I'm tired of talking about illegal. I've been doing it for so long. I'm going on 10 years on the radio. Before that, it was, what, two years, two and a half years blogging about stuff like this? I had to head up the Coalition Against Illegal Immigration and stop all that legislation. I've been dealing with it forever. I'm tired of it. It's still here. It's ridiculous. It should be settled already. Would you PC whiny wimps out there, you wusses, kind of grow a pair, please? Cowboy up, man up, wherever you're from, that's the term. Or suck it up, whatever. Or embrace the suck. That's a good one. What? Can you tell us how you really feel? No, that that would be no, that would be R rated. Um, I would have to let my New Yorker out, and you don't want that because then the f bomb comes out every three words. You know, that's just if you're angry in New York and you're not using the f word, no one pays attention to you. Honest to God. So it takes forever to to stop cursing. I I have stopped using foul language over and over again through my life. Only to end up working with people with foul language and rubbing back off on me again. Have to start and start all over again. But you have no choice. You know, that's what I have to deal with when I go to work. You know. Yes, you sh I could have been above it all, but it was just easier to just fall back into it, of course. You hear it all the time. So you desensitize to it completely. I don't know why black people get all upset about nigger because they say it constantly. They should be desensitized by now. How come they don't get desensitized for things? And by the way, why is it better when a black person says it to a black person? It's still the same word. I'm just saying. And no, I know it's not the E-R, it's the G-G-A. It's nigga. I, I get that. But I can't say that either. Oh, wait, I did. Freedom, Twice. Freedom of speech. Uh, I could say it, and I have said it, and I've said it to people in the ghetto when they acted like one, and I wanted their attention. That and right, that word came out. And by the way, I got their attention immediately. Why are they so sensitive about that word? Why do they care? They say it all the time. It's in rap songs everywhere in their culture. Why? You took it back, so why do you care? You label yourself that. Why? What do you expect us to call you? But what you label yourself. But we can't do that, because that, a white person can't do it, because that's just prejudice. Even if it's not meant to be prejudice, it's still, I'll have to kill you. That's, that's actually what cell block said to me. You ever do that again, I'm going to have to kill you, you know that, right? I'm like, I don't understand why, you use it constantly. I, I just thought I was fitting in. Maybe you shouldn't say that word if you don't like it, and they other people know. will pick it up. They don't See? know who cell block is. Oh, here was an EMT that worked in the same uh, station when I was in New York City MS as a paramedic. Uh, and he, he was a friend of mine. His, name, his nickname is Cell Block. He wasn't a criminal. He was never in prison. Although people used to float those rumors around, but it wasn't true. Well, he did look scary when he wanted to. Uh, no, he, he was a friend of mine, and some of the other black guys he was talking to, that's why I did it, because they were doing it to each other, and I just said, I'm tired of hearing this. And I, 
I said it. And boy, I'll tell you, I said, you know, I told him, I said, maybe you, I should stop having to hear the word if you don't want me to say it. And I never heard that word again at any black person at the station ever again. Cause I said the next time I see it, I'm going to say it again. He goes, and you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stab you, right? Cut you. I'm like, well, you could try. You're only about two feet shorter than me, but go ahead. <laughs> he he just started laughing. He goes, you're just freaking crazy, Bono. You just you're just crazy. And I'm like, makes life interesting. Speaking of interesting, moving right along. And up again from CNS News. Beginning Thursday, a controversial law takes effect in California, which allows terminally ill patients to legally end their life with medical assistance. Oh my God! God forbid the persons whose life it is should be able to choose when to end it. I'm sorry. I know everybody says that's euthanasia and they're against it. I'm sorry. Not if they decide to do it. It's only if someone tries to do it to them. But I got to go on a break, and I'll let you know how I really feel about all this on the other side. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause We'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-296-1140 that's 800-296-1140 What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, Call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. 
If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813-800-215-6813-800-215-6813-800-215-6813. is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government program. Call for complete details not available in all states. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. Show. What hour is it? Half of one? Oh, no, now you're really going to confuse them? It's an it's hour half of hour. one. <laughs> no, it's an hour half of one. All right. I just had to remember because this is show number four attempt. We're having problems. All right. Where were we? Did I read this this time or do I have to start again? I'm confused. Did we do this this time? Yes, that was the illegal alien. Okay. I, I, I've now done we're it, on so to death. This is four times I've done it. Now we're on to death. No, this is up. Again from CNS News. Right. Beginning Thursday, a controversial law takes effect in California, A, which allows terminally ill patients to legally end their life with medical assistance. I don't understand why my fellow conservatives have a problem with this. This is called free will. This is what God granted all of us. You're supposed to be a Christian. You should understand that. All life's precious, so we have to protect it. Good, but you don't protect it from itself. We have the right to we have the right to choose to kill ourselves whenever we want. It, it's my right to damn my soul for eternity if I so choose to do so. What is your problem? We cannot have laws that violate people's rights. This viol this would violate people's rights if you stop it. And you do all the time. Oh, euthanasia. No, no one's killing other people. They're killing themselves. 
They want to end it. It's too painful. They want to end it before it gets too disgusting. It's such a burden on their family. There's a million reasons. And you can sit there high and mighty, Christianity all you want. The, that, I'm sorry. God gave me free will. And if you take it away from me, God help you. I don't care if you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You take away my free will without good cause, and you're going to answer for it. You know, I was a hospice and home health nurse for at least, I think it was a year and a half. And these were issues that we had to deal with being the ones that were going to give them the drugs for help them to die peacefully, right? There's a lot of rules. It's not like they just wake up one day and decide that they're going to do this. And when actually, when you go through this, this is one of the good things California has done because California has done nothing but horrible things. They make it really clear in here what the criteria is. It's a very strict criteria. Good. But it is a criteria. Again, it's my life. I do with it what I please. And if you get in my way, that's a sin. No, you can't. No, it's not your job to stop me from sinning. No, it's not. It's your job to be a person that I will want to follow. That's not the word I'm looking for. A person who sets a good example for me to follow. That's what you're supposed to be as a Christian. You're not supposed to be telling me what I can and cannot do. It's not your job. I have free will. I mean, you could discuss it with me, but you don't make it a law that I, I lost my liberty to end my own life? What? And you think that's a conservative principle? No, it's not. You're confusing conservatism with Christianity, and you're mixing up your religion in with a political thing. It doesn't work. Obviously, it doesn't work. How would you, again, you're always trying to take free will away from people. You can't drink, you can't do this drug, you can't do that, you can't do, can't, can't, can't. None, any law that says that is should be wiped off the planet. And it will be when we get back to the Constitution and the Constitution of our state, I guarantee it. We'll get rid of all this nonsense where the government tells us how to live our life, how to end our life, what we could do with our property after we're dead, uh, blah, 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 blah. And these are the same people that say, they don't want government in my bedroom. We don't want government in my life at all. I don't want government in your life at all. You're the ones that want government for everything. Then you complain about, we want to in your bedroom. We do not. It's You're projecting. You're the one in the bedroom. And you're the one telling people to have sex outside the bedroom. Oh, be transgender and queer and all this stuff. And hump in the streets. doesn't matter. See, that's the problem. That's a moral behavior. Another indication of mental illness. Thinking your moral behavior is perfectly fine. Thinking about grown men being naked in chaps on a parade where children are watching. I don't think that's appropriate to you, but they think it's perfectly appropriate. I... I have a problem with their behavior. Their behavior does need to be managed because I wouldn't be allowed to do that in public without being arrested. I tell you what, the next time I want to do something screwed up, I'm going to say I'm a homosexual. Then they'll leave me alone. You can do whatever you want, right? I guess so. All right. And uh, again, from CNS News, I already did this. I, I, I said it five times now. The End of Life Option Act was signed into law last fall by Governor Jerry Brownout Brown. Based on the experience with similar laws in other states, 
less than 1% of terminally ill Californians will need to utilize medical aid in dying. Your chair is blocking the signal. I'm trying to get it out of the way, Brian. To move, please. I told you, going slow doesn't isn't the answer. I can't do a show if you're blocking the signal. I might as well not talk. <sighs> Sorry, adjusting isn't the best. Based on the experience with similar laws in the state, less than 1% terminally ill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Californians will need to utilize medical aid in dying. Only So it's less than 1% of terminally ill California patients, and they're a bunch of fruits and nuts, so there you go. It's not such a big deal. But every life is precious, understood, but it's not your job to save me from myself with, with government. You can preach to me all you want. Tell me why I'm wrong, but you don't sit government on me. That has nothing to do with Christianity. Anyway, Matt Whitaker, California State Director for Compassion and Choices, a group that sponsored the law, said in a statement on Wednesday, but simply having the option gives them peace of mind that often has a palliative effect. This law is spurring open, honest conversations among California families about end-of-life care options that were not taking, care of, taking place before, Whitaker added. The assisted suicide law gained traction after 29-year-old Bettany Maynard moved to Oregon from California to end her life in November 2014. She was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer and documented her final weeks with videos posted online, where she said she should have been legally allowed to get doctor-prescribed lethal drugs to end her life in California, the Associated Press reported. The end-of-life option that Brittany supported will now become law in our home state of California on June the 9th. This means a terminally ill individual will not have to leave home like we did, and that individual can pursue this option of a gentle passing if it becomes necessary for them, Dan Diaz Maynard's widowed husband said. Diaz advocated for the California End-of-Life Option Act and is now advocating for similar measures in other states. You know, why can't advocates just stay in their own states? Why do they have to take it on the road all the time? You know, I get it. Your, your wife died, and this is a cause, and now you're going to make money off it. It's, it's just lovely. It's stuff. This stuff sickens me. I'm going to go and make this everywhere. That's the good thing about the country. Every state is not supposed to be the same. You think this is no big deal, but in some places, in the Bible Belt, they have a problem with euthanasia, and wrongfully so, but nevertheless. I don't understand why you're okay with letting the government murder people in prison, but you're not okay with people taking their own life when they're going to die horribly anyway. What What is wrong with you? Inside down, inside upside down world. It's inside out, upside down all over again, constantly. In September 2015, the American College of Physicians sent a letter to Governor Brown urging him to veto the end-of-life action, action act, <coughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> saying it is a physician-assisted suicide bill. Call it what you will. ACP does not support the legalization of physician-assisted suicide. 
and does not support physician-assisted suicide, PAS, as an appropriate action. They wrote terms such as end-of-life option and aid in dying used in the bill are confusing and obscure. What is at stake when physicians are asked to facilitate suicide? We are deeply sympathetic to the concerns and fears patients and their families have at the end of life. However, PAS is not the answer, and in fact, ACP sees it as abandonment of the dying patient. It's the patient abandoning a miserable life. Man, you people are so full of yourselves. Just because you wear a white coat don't make you God. It is not the role of the physician to give individuals control over the cause and timing of death, the medicalizations of suicide. Yeah, just hook up your little morphine thing and I'll push all the buttons myself. Got it? Enough. Someone is going to die. That terminal. There's no hope. They are in pain. It is going to get much, much worse. And it's going to take time. And they're going to die slow and painful and, and mess up their families' lives for the whole time they have to be taken care of. Why? Why would you want someone not to be able to say, I don't want to put my family through that? Stop knee-jerking. That's for, that's for left-wing lunatics, not for right-wing Christian conservatives. Don't trip over Christianity because... If God has a problem with someone taking their life early, then they'll have to answer to God, then won't they? It's not your job to judge. It's not your job to tell us what we can and cannot do. God doesn't tell us what we can and cannot do. He suggests we don't do the Ten Commandments because you will lose your immortal soul and there will be consequences to pay after you're dead, but that's it. You don't believe in God, then you don't believe in the Ten Commandments, then you don't believe you're going to be punished. So it's not a problem for you until you're dead, and then you're punished, and then, well, don't say, we didn't tell, we didn't tell you so. Trust me, it's better to hedge your bets that there is a God than to walk around denying there is a God. Because God's there whether you believe in him or not. And sadly, he believes in you. So you really can't get away from God. Freedom from religion, people, it's impossible to get away from God. God is everywhere, you doofus. I knew I'd make you get on your collar and your minister hat today. Somehow. See, it's her fault. <laughs> I was set up. This is not my fault. <laughs> the physician must always act in the best interest of the patient as a healer. Yes, and as a healer, I, I would say, and as someone who's fought to bring many people back from the dead, unsuccessfully that if a, i've seen the way they end up in the end and it's just it's not right and if that's what they want they have the paperwork filed and it's clear that that's the desire then let them do it why don't you just stay out of it and again this is definitely a state's rights issue there is a problem when you get between us and god and you know who i'm talking about all christians are the same I, I follow Christian philosophy. I just don't believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I think he was a prophet. Uh, and that's just my, my belief. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that you're wrong to believe otherwise. I don't. I don't. I'm still open to 
being a Christian one day. But right now, it's just not happening. Right now, I am a Judeo-Christian Taoist. <laughs> you finally figured out a label, did you? Took me a while. I had to listen to everyone else labeling everyone else before I went ahead and labeled myself. But I had to think long and hard about where I draw my philosophy from. And it is from those three things. Yes, Jesus Christ and Lao Tzu are very good teachers. Instead of studying Sun Tzu, like every conservative talks about, I study Sun Tzu. That's, that's just, that is a philosophy for warriors, not for the common person. Lao Tzu created, well, the label Tao, which just means the way. And that it is the way. It, it is, it fits perfectly with Judeo-Christian philosophy. It all melds together nicely. Like I said, I'm only missing one component, but it's the biggest and most important component. And look what happened to Doubting Thomas. So I know God. I, I know God exists. I don't. I don't have faith in anything. I know He exists. So I don't have faith. So I lose. Remember the words to Doubting Thomas. I gave something up by having knowledge of it. But I don't care, because I'd rather have the knowledge. Anyway, back to the story. In fact, physicians can and do provide comfort to dying patients. They, no, they try to. After a while, the meds do not work. And the meds don't work on me at all. I haven't tried morphine yet, but they won't give it to me, so I can't try it. It is a lack of awareness of these services. No, it's not. I'm very aware of the services. How about you, Susan? You work... She was a hospice nurse. She knows all about this. But this guy, look, it's a lack of awareness that drives this. Are you aware, Susan? Absolutely. I thought so. I thought she was a sentient being. I'm not sure what this guy's talking about. Having uh, Being a doctor, you're a scientist. You should know what being aware of self means. It means you're a sentient being. If you don't have aware of self, you aren't. So they're saying... You don't have awareness. You're peons. We're doctors. Gods in white trench coats. <laughs> Sorry, lab coats. Uh, some of them wear trench coats. It is a lack of awareness of these services. But patients will have access to this care that help drive interest in PAS as an option. We need to ensure all patients have access to palliative care and hospice services at the end of life rather than promote suicide. And again, the reason that suicide is thought of is because your meds aren't working anymore otherwise they wouldn't feel the need to die an individual seeking to obtain a prescription for an aid in dying drug pursuant to this part shall submit two oral requests a minimum of 15 days apart and a written request to his or her attending physician according to the law before prescribing an aid in dying drug the attending physician must make sure the patient has the capacity to make medical decisions. This is a bad law because you could write down in your will, a living will, that they say we should have exactly what your end-of-life decisions are while you are alert and oriented times three. Then those are followed when we're no longer alert and oriented times three. We don't, we're, we, they say we can't possibly make decisions 
because our mind is too far gone from what's, from the ravaging of the thing we wish to die to get away from. See? It sounds different when I talk about it, doesn't it? Well, I, I'm speaking from real life experience, and so is Susan. We don't have to come up with ideological viewpoints. We know the facts. And the facts are that drugs stop working. Or even worse, a prolonged vegetative state that costs a lot of money to keep the patient alive, even though if they let God have his way, they'd be dead. So just stop trying to save me, all right? All right. Um, I don't like the law the way it's written. That's nonsense. Already you're talking about 30-day wait time. By the time someone's at the point where they're ready to die and they need to die, they don't need to wait a month. So this is a really stupid law. Okay, so you just turn my up into a down. They're going to, I'm telling you, they're going to have to say they want to die long before they actually want to die just to game the system. Because you have to be alert and oriented times three. You have to do it in writing. You have to do it 15 days apart. I, are you kidding me? When you make this decision, you're in no shape to do this. That's why you have a living will to explain to the doctors what you want under these conditions. That Making the patient do this is ludicrous. And if the patient... Because they think they're God. Anyway, before prescribing an in-dying drug, the attending physician must make sure the patient has capacity to make medical decisions. You see what I'm saying? By the time this happens, they're not. Most of the time, that unless they're trying to prepare way ahead of time, they're usually not alert and oriented. They don't, they don't have their right mind. That's why they put it in writing. When I don't have my right mind, this is what I want. It's pretty simple, but they like to ignore it because they like to do what they want to do and play. All right. Uh, and if there are indications of mental disorder, the physician must refer the patient for mental health specialist assessment. I guarantee they will do that every time to cover their backside anyway. And that's why one of the reasons medicine is so expensive. No aid in dying drugs shall be prescribed until the mental health specialist determines that the individual has the capacity to make medical decisions. Of course, that person makes like, I don't know, $300 an hour. See, they don't do, they don't have all this criteria to be on in hospice care. They do have, the physician has to order it, number one. Well, this is just for this state. For, I know, for the state of California. And it was pretty neat. In Alaska, I was a hospice nurse there too. And here in Montana... Uh, the laws and the rules are not that restrictive, Brian, and it is it is an absolute family-oriented uh, type of service. I know. I mean, you told me. I, I mean, was there. It was, it was sad when I had to pronounce, but the, just the the relief that the family members you can make me cry again. <laughs> I ain't making you do anything. <laughs> The relief that the family members that their loved one was not in pain anymore was unbelievable. It really was. All I can say is, much like the left, Christians need to stop 
forcing us to do things against our will. Because you think it's the right thing. Again, it's not your job. Now, this is the way I was taught not to sin. Never leave your stuff unsecure because it tempts a good person to do a bad thing and steal. Where if you put a lock on the door, it at least keeps the honest people honest. And then that way, you're helping them not sin. Think about that and apply it to everything you know about life and, and Christianity, and you'll be fine. All right, where was I? Oh, the doctor must also confirm that the patient's regards is not due to coercion or undue influence by another person by discussing with the qualified individual outside of the presence of any other persons except for an interpreter as required pursuant to this part whether or not the qualified individual is feeling coerced or unduly influenced by another person. <laughs> okay, notice an interpreter. This is California. Notice that was one sentence. I know. <laughs> California interpreters. Remember when they told you you needed to learn Spanish? Yeah, I said I'm I'm not the one that moved into the country. She needs to, they need to learn English. And they need to carry a little translator book around. Not, not me. me. I don't speak Spanish. Even though I can, I don't. I know how to speak a little Spanish. I went through two years of Spanish in high school, plus I've been around a lot of them. I wasn't allowed. My father wouldn't let me. He was from Puerto Rico. I wasn't learning French, and they required two years of a language. I know. The third year, I had to drop out because it was conversational Spanish. I could not understand a word my teacher said when she spoke it, and I could not respond in kind because the way they taught Spanish was dumbass not like uh that with rosetta stone it was a constantly they they just try and make us take an american word an english word pen and then say the spanish word for pen but there's no visual component and it just doesn't work it's if you hold up a pen and say it in spanish that's how the mind works it sees the pen and equates it to the word in spanish if you say pen, you're const what constantly happened to me is I was translating constantly while, or each word while I was trying to figure out what people were saying. I could read it because I could take the time to slow down to try and understand it. I couldn't speak it or understand it. It was just, I, I said, I'm sorry, I'm out of here. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. Uh, it was just before I dropped out of high school anyway. I got tired of all the classes and all the nonsense and they cut the classes I cared about, so I left. But we got to go to a break. This is your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned. Call. We'll be right back. Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players. DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras through the Bringing Relief in Video Overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. 
This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for attorney general, was deputy attorney general under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an assistant secretary of state under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for secretary of state, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. You, you keep the baby and you get a new diaper. I sound like Mr. Radio Guy. Does it sound bad to you? Yeah? We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. President, because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant.
She'll be all right for a while. For a while, she can smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack, and it doesn't work. Oh hell! You know I taught her well. You couldn't tell that she fakes crying over. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Hour two. Two. Down. So you changed my up to a down, and that actually has been quite a while since you've done that. <laughs> Gee, I didn't even try. That came naturally to me. <laughs> oh, where are we in this thing? I think the last paragraph. Actually, we're still here. No, you went through that. And then... This bill. This bill, not Bill Clinton. Because remember, we were talking about the interpreters, and then you started going yes. off on your school. <laughs> this bill would provide a person, except as provided, immunity from civil or criminal liability solely because the person was present when the qualified individual self-administered the drug or the person assisted the qualified individual by preparing the aid in dying drug, so long as the person did not assist with the ingestion of the drug, and would specify that the immunities, what's wrong with me? Immunities and prohibitions on sanctions of a health care provider are solely reserved for conduct of a health care provider provided for by the bill. That's a lot. That's that's what you call. Attorney language. <laughs> uh, everything has to be attorney language. Anyway, I'm sorry to say this to everybody, but I, I don't care what I believe in. The first thing I believe in is individual unalienable rights. Every person has the unalienable right to take his or her own life. It's their life. It's their decision. It's not my business. Unless I'm a family member and I disagree, I'll try and talk them out of it. But that's all you get to do. You don't go to court, get injunctions, stop this, that. It, uh, look, if it was clear, the will of the patient, just let it go. Go get something furry to pet to to make you feel better. Because you're going to go through grief. And people that have never gone through grief, they don't like it very much. Nobody likes it, but you just don't do well with it if you haven't experienced it before. Anyway, oh, oh, is that a libertarian viewpoint? Conservatism and libertarianism overlap. You should know that. Instead of telling people, you're not a conservative, you're a libertarian. You're not a conservative hyphen libertarian, you're a libertarian. Let people politically label themselves. They know themselves better than you do. 
And it doesn't matter if they label themselves wrong. There's a lot of conservative talk radio hosts that I don't think are conservative at all. So what? Uh, the people like what he's what they're selling, and they listen to him. Okay, but don't expect me to go. Oh yeah, that's I know him. He's a good, he's a good conservative talk radio host. No, he's just a talk radio host. All right, down from ocregister.com. Few would have imagined that Adolf Hitler's autobiography, Mein Kampf, would again become a bestseller in the 21st century. But in this inside-down, upside-down world, that's exactly what happened earlier this year with the expiration of a German state copyright that had been used to prohibit reprinting of the book. On Saturday, Mein Kampf became even more widely accessible in Europe. The Italian newspaper... I don't know what that is, Gonal, distributed copies of the book to readers of its Saturday edition, a decision that drew heavy criticism from Jewish groups in the country. The Italian news agency, ANSA, quoted the president of the Union of Italian Jewish Communities, Renzo Gattania, as saying, the free distribution is a squalid fact that is light years away from all logic of studying the Shohah. Shoah, sorry, and the different factors that led the whole of humanity to sink into an abyss of unending hatred, death, and violence. Wow, this guy's a, just a joy. It must be stated clearly that Giordano's operation is indecent, Gatania said Friday on the announcement of the paper's decision. But the center-right daily, which is owned by the family of the former Italian Minister Silvio Berlusconi says its version of the text was annotated by an Italian historian and was distributed with the goal of preventing the mistakes of the past from being repeated. As for the controversy, Alessandro Solusti, the paper director in an editorial, said that most of the decisions related to the publication were legitimate and understandable. The worries of our friends within the Italian Jewish community who have always seen us as unconditional allies deserve all our respect, Salasuti wrote. However, he also said that he strongly disagreed with those saying the paper published the autobiography with an apologetic intention. Critics had previously argued that the newspaper might have distributed the book in an attempt to underplay Hitler's crimes. Salusti strongly refuted the allegation, saying, let's not take advantage of such a tragedy. That's what the left does over here. You hear that, you left-wing loons, you progs? Because with certain winds that blow here and there in Europe and in the Middle East, it is necessary to understand what shapes the evil can take in order not to repeat a fatal mistake, Salusti wrote, referring to Hitler's rise to power. Mein Kampf has been available in German bookstores since January, but only in an annotated version that is supposed to point out inconsistency and lies in Hitler's arguments. There are more than 3,000 additional comments in that version. According to German law, publishing the book without annotations would be considered seditious. But that is what right-wing publishing company Schrem is now planning to do. 
Chem? What kind of name is Chem? Prosecutors are investigating the plans and could file charges even before the books get published. How do you how do you make charges against something before it happens? Well, not only that, Brian. That's what the libtards and the frickin' progs want to do with us. Not ban certain books. Oh, unless it's the Quran, of course. And the, how is have, reading a book sedition? Because the book is about how to take how to take over how we took over Germany. So the Quran. Quran is hid by religion. Mein Kampf has none. See? Simple. Islam is evil hiding under a label of religion. That's Islam. That's how stupid people are. People want to think the best of other people, and that's just in generally it's a, a wonderful thing, but unfortunately people take advantage of that. Then the only way to learn to prepare oneself from not being taken advantage is to study history and learn the mistakes of the past. I am against banning of Mein Kampf. Yep. Everyone should be able to read it. Yep. And so they can make up their mind for themselves about the lunatic. There's no reason. This is... Government's not supposed to protect us from these things. It's supposed to protect us from our rights being violated, not violate our rights. And this is the difference between, you keep saying, Europe and us. There's a big difference between Europe and us, but it won't be forever. Right. If we keep going down the road we're going, we are going to be Europe. And But Europe by then will show us what will be after Europe. And it just looks like serfdom to me. Why do you work so hard to be a serf? Why do you want to be a serf? Why do you want to be a collective? Why do you want to... Everybody to get paid the same no matter what they do. Why do you want that? Are you afraid you can't compete? Is that it? It's not fair that some people can't compete. Well, some people have their benefits in other areas that they do well in and excel in that the other people don't. We all have our gifts. We just have to find them and use them. It is no good protecting people from failure. Failure is a learning tool. Failure is something now people don't understand is a, not a bad thing. It is just part of life. You learn from it, you move on. That's a good point that you brought up, though, that it shouldn't be banned because why, why isn't it used as a learning tool? Or have exactly. people make up their own mind, like Which you said. Which they're doing with this annotated version. Both of them should be available, though. Right. Let people do what they want with knowledge. Knowledge should not be prevented. Knowledge is good. It's what we do with it that's bad. Again, you're always trying to protect somebody from, like, nothing, a minority, because the majority of people are good people, and they're not going to go around abusing other people's rights. They're the ones whose rights always get abused. And then we're supposed to suck it up. How about the new guys suck it up? When I was the new guy, I had to put up with hazing. But we can't do that to people in America. That's how it's always been in America. Whoever the new immigrant was, we hazed the crap out of them. It was a, it was a rite of passage. You had to go through that and fight through that to be successful. And you could. All you had to do is not ring the bell. Right, Seals? This book is too dangerous for the general public. I can say that about any book. Yep. Any book. Right. This is the danger of going down this road. I can it say is. it about the Bible. Exactly. If I think Christianity is evil and destructive, like many on the left do, like a lot of people on the left do, 
oh, well, then, it, wait a minute. That's dangerous. It's too dangerous for the general public. They they end up making rash decisions and, and affecting other people's rights and blah, 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 blah. See, any book could be done. Any book. Now, if you buy a book and burn it, I don't really care. I think you're an idiot, but it's your money. It doesn't bother me. But when we're talking about burning books to prevent people from, and it could be burning, it could be banning, it could be, you can use anything you want to do it. It's still protecting the people from information. Information is good. It helps us make decisions. So you don't think we should ban the Quran? No, I think we should ban Islam. And ban Muslims from coming into this country. Right. Well, if I, that goes without saying, they're they're Muslims because they're part of Islam. So if you ban Islam, you ban Muslims. And yes, I'm sorry. You know, little note historical fact that they never considered any other religion but Judeo-Christian uh, sects and beliefs and people that believe in Judeo-Christian philosophy. That's what they were talking about in freedom of religion. This thing the Muzzies have isn't a religion. And it would, it is, it definitely would not be something they allowed in the United States. We fought it from the very beginning of our founding. We fought the fuzzy muzzies. Okay, we're going to get into that more on the other segments, but I just want to stay focused on. The yeah, other I know. Side. I'm starting to spit <laughs> on myself over here. It's, going, it's just, it's all the, it's all the, and the ham and the slim. And ham and ham and It's just, Flem all over my screen. <laughs> we and, just and in it. reality, these people talk like that to each other face to face and spit all over each other. <laughs> I swear to God, that it's supposed to be because there's so little water in the desert. When you spit on someone, you're sharing your water and it's considered a compliment. That would explain why they like uh, camels so much. They spit on people all the time. Okay, so. This is these are the, the you do points. like the camels. <laughs> these are the points that they're going back and forth with this uh, topic. Yeah, this book is too dangerous. Librarian historian Florian Sepp told the Washington Post last year, "Good old Wapo," reflecting a sentiment among several German experts on the research field. Again, who put you in charge of telling me what's too dangerous to read? Start the Constitution. Well, they don't have a Constitution, so. Who doesn't have a Germany. Constitution? Germany. Bet Germany does. But, no, I'm talking about reflecting WAPO. WAPO's here. So they're reflecting, so I'm reflecting on WAPO, reflecting, you see. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know I had to explain that, but all right. WAPO wasn't reflecting. The library historian Florian Sepp was reflecting. Oh, reflecting a sentiment among the several German experts in the research field. I'm an expert. Uh, it's too dangerous. Did you read it? Yeah. Do you want to overthrow the government? No. I guess it's not a problem. I mean, really, does it have some special power that people have to follow what it says? Again, it would be a great learning tool. And History I, is important. Our founding fathers would have read everything. They, yes. re they read the Quran because they wanted to know their yep. enemy. And that's intelligent. You never, ever disrespect your enemy. That's something I learned from Sun Tzu. See, I studied both Lao Tzu and Sun Tzu. They're both appropriate for different circumstances. There's a point in Taoism. You, you're not supposed to be like a victim in Tao. You're supposed to be defend yourself and others from evil. I know. But you, if you want to get a real handle on what the Tao is, trust me on this. It's a real easy read. It's fun. 
It's uh, Winnie the Pooh. What, what What's it called? The Dow of Winnie the Pooh. Of course, the D sound is a T. So it was spelled Tau, T-A-O, of Pooh. There's also the Tay of Piglet, but I recommend the Dow of Pooh first. And if that was a breeze, Tay of Piglet's a little harder to read as far as reading comprehension than Winnie the Pooh's one, but it's it's still very well and obviously laid out for you. It, the, and, there, and it sounds stupid. Trust me, you, you will love the Dow of Winnie the Pooh. It is not stupid. It is, it is not a cartoon. It, I've studied, I've read it three or four times. It's that good. You, you know, don't diminish it just because someone's teaching you the Tao by using Winnie the Pooh and his friends. Because the Tao is life. The Tao is the way. The Tao is everything. Okay, so read with the publisher authors. Because Tao is the Holy Spirit. All right. Where were we? The publisher. Several German blah, blah, blah. I could just, you know, oh, too dangerous for those. You, you, you've never been around there with the stupid black things and the glasses and the, it's really bizarre. <laughs> Some of what goes on in Germany. All right. Uh, the publisher argues that an annotated, unannotated version of Hitler's autobiography would serve as historical documentation. No, he wrote it himself, which means you can't tell that he, he, he and he's part crazy. So you know he lied. So I wouldn't take it as an autobiography of fact, just his opinion of himself. Just be, just understand what you see. You just have to understand what you're reading. They just they won't teach you how to read anymore because they don't want you to be able to read stuff that they don't want you to read anymore. And they don't have to burn books if you have no reading comprehensive skills. And more than fifty percent of all graduates with a bachelor's degree are what, Susan? Functionally illiterate. Yep, that is disgusting. And all of them, almost all of them, are brainwashed. All right. Uh, but researchers object, saying that the annotation of edition is fully sufficient. If published, sorry, I had, I had to go back into uh, <laughs> at World War II comedies, the voices. If published, the annotated book would primarily have to be sold online as the most German bookstore chains would likely refuse to put it in the shelves. So, well, it's your store. Do what you want. The majority of German bookstores had ordered only a handful of copies of the annotated version in January, despite massive interest among readers, which later made it a bestseller within weeks. Sad to say, I wonder who's making money off the book. Someone's getting royalties off the book, or not, in which case, wow, the publisher gets everything. How convenient. But, it, hey, it's nothing wrong with read. You should read everything. You should read Das Kapital, but you should also read Mises and Socialism. You should read John Locke. You should read Bastiat. It, these are the great minds at the time of the Enlightenment. Also, Vittel, Emmerich David Tell's Law of Nations, the go-to book for the world at that time for what government should be. Anyway, that's why nobody understands what a born-again, I mean a born-again, a natural-born citizen is because they haven't read anything about it, and then they assume because 
It's not defined. It has no definition. Of course, words have definition that are not defined in a sentence or a paragraph. They don't. Def you don't define every word you use, do you? Because everybody uses that word. They know what it is now. But 200 years later, maybe not. But that's your fault. Go back to 200 years before and learn what they said it meant. Now, read the end of this because this is what we constantly say, that you cannot legislate or regulate people's behaviors. Read what happened with this book. Uh, okay. The majority of German bookstores had ordered only, I already said no, that, a handful of copies of the annotated version in January, despite massive interest among readers, which later made it a bestseller within weeks. I read that already. See, you forgot. No, you didn't read that part, I the did. bottom part. Oh, yes, I did. So, again, they tried to ban something, and what happened? It became a bestseller because you cannot regulate Actually, people's behavior. Even more so, if you s tell people... You you don't you want them to read the book, right. they're going to want to read the book. Exactly. It's human nature. It's like, do this right now, listeners. Pay attention. Pay attention. Don't look down. You just looked down, didn't you? It's that simple. Well, again, like the book, two, the, know, 50 Shades of Gray or 100 Shades of Black or whatever the heck it was called, is a disgusting book, but I wouldn't want it banned. We are we are de-evolving into a disgusting society, Susan. So the book is has perfect timing. Anyway, we need to push a button. We do. Now have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from the Occurred to you or ever cross your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? That no matter what they tell you, there's another bottom line intertwined between the patterns of deception. Since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear, they've been herding us like cattle through our fantasies and fears. They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind, and by changing subtle meanings to the words between the all right, they can call Clang Clang with the K.com. Of course, it's time for the illegal alien news behind the news. Boy, you are really confused tonight. My brain is toast. <laughs> it is it's the news nine, the news. almost 10 o'clock at night here, and I've been doing this since 6 o'clock. Your clock is wrong. It's 8.42. It isn't even 9 o'clock. I'm sorry, 9 o'clock, not 10 o'clock. <laughs> Still, I've been doing this since 6 o'clock. <laughs> I'm tired. All right, the news behind the news in the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. So first, the news behind the news from GlobalPost.com. Japan's... Wait, we're going all over the First naked restaurant. Naked restaurant. Now, that, I could take that a lot of ways, especially if you have to be in down southeast. If, <laughs> to be naked is to be crazy and fun, and uh, it does. But then there's naked, and there's naked. It's never mind. I, I actually do learn language very easily, but not from teachers. See, now you get to do another accent. We went to Germany. Now we're in Japan. Oh, you know not that. <laughs> uh, opens in Tokyo next month. The naked restaurant with draconian rules of entry. Paji 
perspective, diners will be weighed and ejected if found to be too fat. Didn't they, did they mean pudgy? I think they meant pudgy. Yeah, it says pudgy. <laughs> I know. Maybe in Japan it's Utah. pudgy. I am pudgy. Pudgy. Cha-cha-cha, pudgy, pudgy. You told me not to fix mistakes. In no, I, I just let it go. This is what this is what they oh. call professional journalism today. You can understand why the country's just falling apart, right? Uh, following the lead of his establishments in London and Melbourne, the Amrita, Sanskrit for immortality. You know, we don't hear enough Sanskrit. We we got you know, I haven't heard that word probably thirty years. <laughs> When I started studying Sanskrit, which I decided was a collapse waste of my time, uh, maybe if I didn't feel that way, I would believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and sadly I don't. But still, I follow his philosophy, and that's, to me, I know other people are like, no, no, you got to believe or you lose your soul, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It matters to me that I live a moral life, period. So, so Amrita means immortality. Also has strict age restrictions, with only patrons between eighteen and sixty allowed in. After they check, well, you're talking about naked people. I don't want to see a bunch of old fat naked people. Nobody does, and you're certainly not going to want to eat. But frankly, even if the most gorgeous people on the planet were there, I still want. I still wouldn't want to eat naked a bunch of another ugly naked people. I'm sorry, I don't find the human body beautiful. If you do, good for you. I, I just don't. I think it's something that should be covered up. <laughs> What's the news behind this news? Cover it up? Cover it up. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Oh, he's still here. <laughs> I still remember that. The, the fat old people of the Harley Davidson. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. When we went it to looked that like their ass was sucking up the Harley. <laughs> I mean, that was bad. We went to a, a rally, a motorcycle rally. We went to rally. a lot of rallies. <laughs> we went to a motorcycle. My cousin was there. We didn't even know he was going to be there. Um, we went to a motorcycle we didn't rally. We like each other very much. upstate. Yes, you like Tony. Yeah, we didn't get along at all. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. We didn't talk. I didn't tell you about it. Anyway, we went to, uh, to a rally upstate New York, and <laughs> there was these two fat old people riding around the rally on a motorcycle completely naked. Yeah. It was horrible. I don't mind naked, but some some things you know you don't need to see. You just don't. I'm not. I, I don't want to know everything about you. I don't want to know you have a mole on your backside or what have you. I certainly don't want to see. Why do people want to be naked who don't who are ugly naked? I'm just saying. I don't like skinny skinny people either. Don't get me wrong. I I don't mind a little weight on a woman, but there's a little weight that there's morbidly obese. Riding a motorcycle, it's obviously too small because your butt has sucked up the seat and fender. I'm just saying, that's not, that's a, that's an image I still have in my mind today. I have not been gotten, it's 20 years ago. I can't get rid of it. She brought it up and it's in my head. Anyway, we're going to go to break. Sound Corporate Radio Show, you stay tuned! Because we'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. 
Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. 800-862-0336. That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class.
Rogue Radio Show. Hour half of two. Naked. Naked. I'm, I can get naked, I'll tell you. Nobody but nobody but other rednecks down south know what the hell I just said. That's okay. It was a special secret message just for them. <clears throat> no one likes to be left out, I know. So, where we are, no pudgy people, no fat, no too fat, not too old, not too disgusting uh, people are eating here. Why do people want to eat naked a bunch of, around another bunch of naked people? That's just dysfunctional, I'm sorry. You know, another thing that this brings up, another news behind the news, if this was in in America, we're supposed to be so free, how many, how many people would be suing these people, like the ACLU, for discriminating against uh, fat people that are naked, right? Probably. We would They'll have sue about a... anything. It doesn't matter. They, they they search out these cases. They find. They definitely. And find in it. Japan, they're allowing a. They don't own... have. They don't right. have a problem with this. They don't have our society right now. Anyway, if you are more than fifteen kilos, thirty-three pounds above the average weight for your height, we ask you to refrain from making a reservation. What if you're a weightlifter? And you're not fat, but you're way over 33 pounds above the average weight of your height, because I am. What am I, 60 pounds or 50 pounds of what they say I'm allowed to be? It's ridiculous. I think for a six foot four, they want me to be 190 pounds. I was 190 pounds once when I was at the when I was at boot camp, and I was skinny as hell. I'm not fat now, but I'm. Like I said, I have a good 50 pounds above what they say, 50, 40, 50, 60, uh, above what they say I'm supposed to be. It's ridiculous. But I wouldn't want to go there anyway. So, But I've had that discrimination, and it's kind of weird because I was always an athlete and a martial artist, weightlifter. And so my weight's always been above, even when I was solid muscle. And I still remember in a... New York City Police Department, I was actually dumb enough to apply for that as while I was being a New York paramedic. Anyway, they were reading off names of all the people that were fat, you know, and had to go and come in for weight and all this stuff and lose weight and blah, blah. So it was kind of funny because all these fat guys are standing up and they're, they're definitely fat. You, you, know, you, you got to get in shape. But they said my name when I stood up. And hell, I, I had a leather jacket on a leather chaps. I mean, I wasn't showing everything. But they they just started getting nervous giggles throughout the crowd. And the guy's looking down on the paper. He just calls that name. He called it my name. I stood up like I was supposed to. And everyone's kind of giggling. And he starts getting louder. Then so starts turning into laughter. And so he looks up to see what's going on. He goes, what the? And he sees me. And he goes, who are you? And I go, Brian Bonner. He goes, oh, you can sit down. We're going to put the calipers on you. Yeah, they can put the calipers on me all I want. I, I literally was solid muscle back then. Too too thin, actually. But to the chart, I was too fat. See how stupid that is? All right. If we ask you to refrain from making a registration... A list of rules posted on the restaurant's website states explaining that patrons could be weighed if they do not appear 
to be within the correct weight range. Guests found to be quote-unquote overweight will be refused entry to the restaurant, which opens on July 29, and will not be entitled to a refund. Its website points out. All payments must be made in advance on an online booking page. Yeah, I would trust this. In London, they allow overweight patrons, and some guests complained they had a terrible experience. Amrita spokeswoman Mickey Kamatsu told AFP during denying that the establishment was guilty of discrimination. We're all guilty of discrimination. Guys, are you a boob guy, a butt guy, or a leg guy? Yeah, ladies, there are no eye, there are no eye guys. Just so you know. You want to know. We discriminate based on that. Hair color. Or maybe even high color. Eye color. We discriminate every day. We, we make choices. One thing over another thing. That is a discriminate decision. And there are good, and those are good decisions. Discrimination is not bad. I'm sorry. Fat, ugly people, naked, nobody wants to see that. We tried it, didn't work. They at least tried it. I wouldn't have. I don't want to see naked, fat, ugly people. They look better in clothing. Why would you want to take it off? You know, just... I'm sorry. I, I'm a little fat-phobic anyway. Uh, I once was anorexic. Um, if fat people are allowed in, it could be miserable for some guests, she added. Guests can see the guidelines clearly on our homepage. We are aiming for a sort of Roman aesthetic, like beautiful paintings you see in museums. The list of rules asks visitors not to cause a nuisance to other guests by touching or talking to fellow diners. Tattooed customers are barred from entry. Those who meet the restaurant's entry requirements will be asked to lock away mobile phones and cameras on tabletop in a tabletop box. Guests will fork out up to 80,000 yen, 750 USD, for tickets entitling them to eat food served by muscle-bound men wearing G-strings and watch a dance show featuring male models. I'm sorry, this is starting to be homosexual. Meal tickets, not including a show, will cost from 14,000 to 28,000 yen, depending on choice of menu. Um, I do not want my food served by muscle-bound men in G-strings. What the hell? I understand women may enjoy that. I've seen them at the nightclubs on a ladies' night. They're nuts. Uh, they'll love this. They may even go out of control. But I'm a guy. Why do I want a bunch of naked men serving me? And why do I want a bunch of naked men doing whatever they're doing on stage? What the heck is this? Caligula? You know, again, though. They said Roman. I guess they meant Roman, yes, but Caligula. We're going for the Caligula <laughs> experience, <laughs> including the... Fisting up the backside. You know, again, Yes, though, I saw that movie, oddly enough, with two other Franciscan monks. <laughs> I, I swear. <laughs> you live in you lived an interesting life. I really, I really have. I come to think of it. You know, you don't think it. I never thought it, I would benefit from anything other than I got to experience things that mold me. 
But now I get to tell all kinds of stories that pop up here <laughs> that, that actually are really interesting. Now, if I just was a boring person, what would I have to talk about now that I'm, you know, in my golden years? Yeah, like naked Harley Davidson riders. We both have lived interesting lives. That is lives. a picture I still can't get out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I've come I come away with this to, in all seriousness. That Japan is more free than we are because they're allowing a business to make their own rules without yes, consequences. They're also more deviant, uh, which isn't true. It's just that we hide it better. Oh, God. Go to low Manhattan. I don't know. It's changed all over the Somewhere in Manhattan will be the underground sex clubs. I don't know where they are now. I used to know where they are. No, I didn't go to them. I knew someone that went to them. Hey, we knew one my attitude is live and let live. I, you know, as long as you're not doing it to me, I don't care. When I worked outside in a bar, uh, outside of uh, Kennedy Airport, my... Oh, don't talk about that bar. There's too many stories from that bar. <laughs> that we my, could be here all night my, now. My boss, he ran one of those places. Yeah, he ran one of those places. He also, of course, had to pay protection to the mafia. The mafia, of course, used to come to his bar. Me and the mafia, no, 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 me and no, the mafia no. got a, a, our head butted. No, no. The bar I worked in was not one of the deviant places. He used to own one of those oh, deviant yes, places. Oh, yes, when it wasn't, when you didn't work there, it was. He, he used to close the bar and black out all the windows and everything and have his little sex parties. Well, right he there. never told me. He, well, <laughs> he, he, he invited me, obviously. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't do those kind of things. I'm married. I'm not sure I was married at the time. I think I was. It doesn't matter. Living together or married to me was the same thing. Uh, I'm just a monogamous kind of person, and that's way too many body fluids for people I don't know. So no thank you. Uh, I didn't care. I never told anybody who did it. I I just said nobody left me alone. That's fine. See, I like people like that in New York. They offer, but then they shut up and leave you alone. Some homosexuals don't like to do that. Some won't take no for an answer. So they have to. You have to get more forceful with them, which is ridiculous. But again, they have an altered mental status. They are seeing the life askew from outside of of the rest of us, and it's sad because I know I know they could be helped and they could have a much happier life, but. We allowed them to scare themselves out of the treatment manual for homosex for uh, homosexuals, for psychiatrists. They took it out. They, there was never any scientific study that said it was not a mental disorder, none whatsoever. Period. Case closed. They did it for political reasons, and that's the only reason. And now pedophiles are attacking them in the same way the lesbians and homosexuals did. Lesbian is a homosexual, but I don't know why they they want to be separate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were assailed at a conference physically and uh, told that it's not a mental disorder. Take it out of your book. It's, it's not a life choice. We were born this way. I love the way they do that stuff. Well, pedophiles just did the same thing, just so you know. So if if we're going to expect the same outcome, history repeating itself, sooner or later, they're going to be removed from the treatment manual of psychiatry, and then they will no longer be considered crazy and then they could talk about love again it's all about love they just love to love little boys they just love little boys so much they just have to have sex with them again love and homosexuality have nothing to do with one another homosexual is purely about sex 
You tell they can love women, they can love men, they can love anybody. You can love a dog, you can love your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. Do you have sex with them? No. So you don't have to have sex with someone just because you love them, right? So what's homosexuality really about? Sex. Deviant sex, they were... Move I, along. I can't help it. This is deviant. This is disgusting. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near this. I wouldn't want to ban it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't pop up in like uh, Las Vegas or something. Whatever. It turns you on. Whatever floats your boat. I really don't care. Just don't just don't make it part of my life and we don't have any problems. See? I'm living let live until you affect me. And then, well, no, sorry. You made the you kind of crossed the line there. Affected my life and now I gotta do something. It's a line they don't understand because they are they are in need of mental health. And don't tell me to move along unless you're willing to say it on the microphone. I did. I said move along. Did you? I did. Oh, good. I didn't say I'd do it. I just said you have to say it on the microphone. Now I will dismiss it on the microphone. Like I said, uh, plenty of homosexuals are no problem, but all of them I have met had mental problems Brian, you stemming this- from their childhood. Four times this show already. I'm sorry. It comes up. It's it's being talked about right now. The problem. What did we just. It's in the news. That's why I'm talking about it. They're making it a story that has to be talked about. I don't hate them. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want. I do not seek them any ill whatsoever. But don't tell me I have to accept that as normal. Because it's not. And that's the end of the conversation. Don't bother talking to me about it. Now so, now I'm going to be assassinated by a gay assassin, proving that gay people could be as good assassins as heterosexuals. Oh, come on, that was funny. All right, for World Net Daily, a bill to expand federally tax-paid coverage of mental health services. Speaking of mental health, oh, I'm sorry, is that included in Obamacare? Do homosexuals get free mental health care? I bet it isn't in there. I wonder if it is, though. Wouldn't that piss him off? I'm sorry, I think he's a homosexual. So anyway, these health services, including those to children, has been given new life on Capitol Hill with a move to mark up. But some say the measure is anti-liberty and could lead to forced and even unnecessary treatment of unwilling patients based on government order. That is always the case. But first, the backdrop. The House Energy and Commerce Committee announced a full committee markup set for Wednesday for H.R. 2646, the Helping Families in Mental Health Crisis Act, introduced by Representative Tim Murphy, a Pennsylvania Republican, whose profession outside of politics has been as a psychologist with 30 or so years' experience. What does that prove? You're still trying to figure out what the brain, how the brain works? Because that's all psychologists do. They give new meaning to practicing medicine. They really are like witch doctors. Uh, psychologists at least can't prescribe medicine. But you will have to talk to them for 40 years. 
His bill is being touted as an answer to shootings like the one seen in Newton, Connecticut, which was the Newtown, Connecticut thing was not, it wasn't real. That left 20 children and six staffers at Sandy Hook Elementary School dead, along with the gunman, Adam Lanza, and his mother. Again, we covered this. It didn't happen. It never happened at Sandy Hook. That's why they demolished the place. That's why everyone that worked on the demolition had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Why the hell would they do that? The pictures they showed of kids being brought into buses was a parking lot of a completely different school. Nobody was being... no. There was no violence. There was no threat. I don't know how they did this. They expected this to be their ticket to gun control heaven. It didn't work. They got confused. They're trying again. <sighs> so, Adam... Adam Lanza and his mother. Lanza, who shot himself in the head after committing the other murder. Again, why did they kill themselves? Why are they all on these ADD drugs? Or antidepressive drugs? That they don't tell you about. Why is it always in gun-free zones? See, it's the kind of questions you're supposed to ask yourself. You're supposed to be inquisitive. So if you ask yourself these questions, what are the answers? Is gun-free zones good for people that want to kill people or for children to stay alive? Nope. It's multiple choice, one or the other. Because life is multiple choice, one or the other. You don't get to make your own choices in that way. Life has a an existence, a fabric. It's hard to bucket. But this is, all of this has always smelled of government in, government work. I'm telling you, we're going to find out that the government had a hand in all of this. All right, so he's reported for suffering from mental health issues. Oh, no kidding. Including Asperger's. That's not a mental health issue, really. It's not psychological. That's just, that's organic. Yeah, I was just going to say, my my nephew has uh, Asperger's, and there's nothing he's not crazy in any way, shape, or form. They are always usually great at something. They, whether it's math or art. He's or, good at art. It, there's always something. They're, they're like totally dysfunctional people. But then they could do this amazing thing. I think the only way to get them to do the amazing thing is to hurt part of their brain. It's the only thing I can come up with. Yes, uh, that is totally false, and that is totally lying. Asperger's has nothing to do with a mental disorder. None. Well, they think it's in the brain, that's all. But it's not mental as in, as in psycho... As in psychiatrists and psychologists, psycho, you know. This is just, Asperger's is, they don't understand it yet. That, that, I mean, I would say more on it, they don't understand it, so I, I don't know the science, because it's really not there. But we're starting to learn more and more about stuff like this, and I know eventually we'll understand Asperger's better, and uh, hopefully be able to identify it earlier, and identify a way of coping and raising the child in a way that... It, it can flourish and become a beautiful part of society. May even become a, a who knows? They could become concert pianists or violinists. They could become the next Einstein. They could become the savior. Who knows? Who knows? You don't. That's the cool thing about life. It has unlimited opportunity. 
Only we the people get in the way of that. So, uh, Lanza shot himself in the head after committing the murders, was reportedly suffering from mental health issues including Asperger's and perhaps, according to Psychology Today, undiagnosed and untreated schizophrenia. Oh, yeah, all the talking head psycho idiots on TV love to throw schizophrenia around. How, uh, how do, would you make this diagnosis, doctor? How many times have you met with the patient? None. Okay, then. Have a nice day. See? Oh, over the stories that they can get from the news, they have an opinion. This is why I hate psychiatry and psychology. They're full of crap. And they're almost always wrong when they look at stuff like this. How do you know he had schizophrenia? There's no indication of that, no discussion of that. The only thing we do know for sure, he had Asperger's, which changes the way an individual interacts with the world. That much I know. What causes it, how to stop it, how to fix it, I don't know. But I know it can be dealt with until then in a positive manner. My nephew lives a healthy life. He doesn't live in a weird ward somewhere of the state. He's with his family. He, he he's not violent. He's he's just, he's a good kid. Just... He actually graduated high school. He's in a training program to get a job. Well, he's highly functional. He is. He is, and which he must have been, by the way. And he hasn't had. <laughs> she has him on a special diet and nothing to do with drugs. That child has never been given drugs. Yes, she was and so, adamant about and that. And that's good because My otherwise sister. he'd be in the news and a school yep. shooting someplace. I'm starting to put two to two together, are you? Every one of these are in a gun-free zone and with people on psych meds, whether it be ADD meds or um, these anti these antidepressive drugs. They screw with the chemistry of your brain. I can't take any of them. They mess me up, and I but I have the knowledge. I have the ability to know it was messing me up and stop it. Stop taking it. But I was going crazy. I was starting to like see, just I was going crazy. I knew I was. Well, you were taking so it. these people. How do you know that's not what made them crazy? Well, they would give the VA was giving them to you for pain. They Let's get that they straight. consider that part of pain <laughs> management. I, you know, I tried it all just for whatever. I wouldn't have done it knowing what I know today because now you take any one of those drugs, you're labeled as having a mental defect and you can't buy a firearm anymore. That happened after I, you know, was out of the whole thing because none of them worked on me. They all had negative effects. And uh, so I don't take them. I obviously don't need them either. But I, it was part of pain management, so I gave it a try because I'm always in pain, and it'd be nice to get a little extra relief. But with that, I got to take a break. It's a cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner. You stay tuned, cause Susan and I will be right back. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. You use my middle name. What a nasty 
campaign. I'm not ashamed of my middle name. It rhymes with change. Bahrain and John Wayne. I'm the next JFK. But just call me B.O. today. Can you refrain from using my middle name? Now let me explain. It causes Oprah stress and strain. I believe we can collectively come together and change. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values. Uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can man. Obama can man. As president, I expect to be judged and should be judged by the results of this program. Breaking news, the uh, May jobs report just came out and the numbers are not good. So the unemployment rate went up. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Government payrolls down 13,000, construction down 28,000. 300,000 more long-term unemployed. The U.S. saw the smallest increase in jobs in a year. Any way you slice it, uh, looks like last summer all over again. Practically nothing about this report that was positive. Well, this is Obama's economy, that's fine. Give it to me. The cheering and waving and the level of excitement. What that reminded me of was our trip to Africa um, two years ago. Uh, and the level of excitement that we felt in that country, the hope that people saw just in the sheer presence of somebody like Barack Obama, a Kenyan, a black man, a man of great statesmanship who they believe could change the fate of the world. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. 
King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of Black Power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. Welcome back to the Corporate Radio Psycho Hour 3. Between <laughs> crazy people, naked people. Crazy naked people, <laughs> and not to forget naked people. Anything else? Oh, and Islam. And homosexuals. And homosexual. My goodness. Why are people listening to this? It's horrible. <laughs> Listening to our show. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I don't even remember. They're, they're writing up a bill to put us all in mental institutions. Uh, well, yeah, they've been working on that for a while. I guess I'm here. It's Lanza Murphy, along with Representative Fred Upton, oh goodness, who chairs the Energy and Commerce Committee, referenced as a driving force behind the bill. Fred Upton, a.k.a. New World Socialist Order Acolyte. Next week will mark a critical milestone in the multi-year effort to begin a, to deliver meaningful bipartisan reform. Bipartisan reforms, you know what that means? We the people get screwed. Yep. That's what it means. That's what it does. You think it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. It's it a means, very bad thing. It means progs get what they want and we don't get what we want. There is no dealing with right or wrong. You, you don't get to go, well, it's a little wrong. I'll go for that. It's, it's right or wrong. It's absolute black and white. I can't, you know, there are no 40 shades of gray. Only with people that are mentally depressed. I think Hurry it's up, 50. you're blocking the signal again. I think it's 50, Brian. <laughs> 50 what? Shades. I don't care if it's a thousand shades of gray. There is right and wrong, and it is clearly delineated. It is not at all foggy to anybody who wishes to see the truth. Anyone that's stuck in their fifty shades of forty shades or a thousand shades of gray, you're in you're in the weird zone. You're with the with the people that don't that aren't right. You know you don't fit into society. The object is to fit into society if society is functional. Obviously, now we can't fit into society because if you're a good person, you're against this government because it is bad. It is evil. It is illegal. It is not following the law, which is the Constitution. Anyway, I have a bipolar. So, said Upton and Murphy, 
in their joint written statement, we are making great strides on achieving long-sought reforms by removing barriers to care, creating an assistant secretary for mental health and substance use disorders, and transforming how SAMHSA, that would be Substance Abuse in Mental Health Administration, grand dollars spent for too long, families have struggled to find care for their loved ones with mental illness, and this regulation will begin to deliver the needed reforms. Our work continues next week, and we look forward to a big vote, followed by consideration by the full House. The measure has received considerable support. The National Review on Friday weighed in with the editorial that spoke of the proposal's commonsensical intent to refocus our wasteful, woeful, misdirected federal mental health bureaucracies on serious mental issues by imposing tighter controls on how Sam HSA distributes its money. I won't bore you with the English accent anymore. How, by establishing a government entity and by installing a new chief to head it up, to hold those who receive the money accountable for what their expenditures have accomplished, the news outlet said. The Murphy Bill would create a national mental health policy laboratory. Someone shall be where the Constitution says the Congress can dip into the Treasury for national mental health policy laboratory. Go! Time's up. It's not in the Constitution. Therefore, it's not a power of the national government. But the Murphy Bill would still create a mental health policy laboratory that would establish objective outcome measures so that policymakers could know which programs are actually serving the seriously mental ill. Again, not their job. The National Review said, mental health is not their job. Murphy's bill would also install, at or near the head of the federal mental health apparatus, an assistant secretary for mental health and substance abuse disorders, who would be an actual medical professional with psychiatric experience. So what? We're not giving you the right to label us so we lose our rights, and that's what this is about. Think. Think. Why are they doing this? Why do they want to pass this? Why are they bringing this up? Why are we doing this? Why are we talking about this? Always question everything. The bill also overhauls privacy laws as they now stand so that family members have easier access to providing assistance to their relations with deemed mental health problems. Let's make it easier to just label our enemies crazy, take their liberties away, and feel so all wonderfully good about ourselves. The bill also overhauls privacy laws. Not all see it as positive. Laura Legeman, a former licensed clinical psychologist with 23 years of experience, and a president commission commissioner with the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, oh my god, she's a prog, warns the implications from its passage could prove disastrous for individual liberties. Yeah, I got that already. 
This bell, bill is a very big threat to liberty, she said in an email to WorldNet Daily. It has the potential for scary abuse, not something you want allowed by law. Legovin said the bill has been largely opposed by mental health advocacy groups because one of its key provisions broadens the criteria for who can be given psychiatric treatment against their will. In a written statement to WorldNet Daily, she said the bill is intended to fix a broken system, but it has generated controversy for, among things, its inclusion of broader criteria for who could be given psychiatric treatment against their will. This could include anything under the umbrella of psychiatric treatment, drugs, hospitalization, electroconvulsive therapy. Murphy introduced the bill in an aftermath of the Newtown killings by Adam Lanza, which didn't happen. The rationale for the bill is that people with untreated mental illness pose a threat to the population and need to be treated, whether they realize it or not. And that's how some people feel about me. The bill has provisioning, uh, provisions intending to remove barriers to care. One of those barriers is the individual may refuse treatment. In other words, if the bill passes, the ability of those deemed in need of mental health treatment to refuse certain types of treatment will be seriously hampered. And as Legerman pointed, the medical industry is far from reaching consensus on what constitutes helpful versus harmful when it comes to some treatment. Some mental health professionals argue that the escalating use of psychotropic drugs in America is causing an increase in bizarre killing sprees like the Newtown killings, she said. Wow, someone who actually has a, a, a PhD in psychology agrees with me. I don't have a PhD or BS this or ask that. I just teach myself whatever I want to learn. But anyway, these so-called people of I don't know what to call them. It's a medicine is is something that they still don't understand. They they're still practicing it. Mental health is voodoo compared to that. Especially with this psycho nonsense. What I call psychobabble. There's an active often heated debate among professionals in the mental health field about the merits and dangers of psychiatric treatment. And there is no consensus among professionals, whether academics or clinicians, about the benefits of psychotropic drugs. There are conflicting research results with some key studies showing that psychiatric drugs worsen the conditions they are prescribed to treat. Now they're catching up. I've been saying it for oh, almost a decade now. It, every one of these crazy spree killers is on one of these psychotropic drugs. I'm just saying, and where do they get the idea that schools is where they constantly want to go to kill people? Because they all they're exposed to when you're young is school, and they know school is what, Susan? Gun-free zone. Right. If it's a gun-free zone and I bring a gun there, I can shoot people and no one can shoot me. That's what it means, and that's what it means to them. Now, remember, they're on psychotropic drugs that even the people giving it out are now wondering if they're not causing the problem. Wow, I had the causative effect a long time ago. Wasn't that hard to figure out? Unless you're got blinders on because you don't want to see it because you went to 
and got indoctrinated to a PhD in psychopathy. Or worse, an MD in psychopathy that gives out meds. The psychotropic drugs we are referring to. Psychologists don't give drugs. They're safer than psychiatrists because psychiatrists give drugs for everything. They want to control your brain chemistry. That's what they think. That's the MD in them. They think that's the way to do it. We're not God. You can't control our brain chemistry properly. We're nowhere near that phase. So stop just putting psychotropic drugs into people's lives and letting them loose on the world. I'm going to give this drug to this guy. It's probably going to make him crazy and homicidal. But we're going to have to, you know, he's still going to have to go home. So what? how would you like to be treating this patient and this happens? Or that, if you care at all about anything, that would, that would really screw you up. And it should, because they should realize by now that they are doing more harm than good. And if they can't realize that, they shouldn't be in any kind of medical profession. Again, the first rule of medicine is what, Susan? Do no harm. Why are you choking? <laughs> Could you ask me a question without taking a drink of water? Well, why are you bending over behind the desk <laughs> taking a drink of water? Like you're a crack person doing a go crack bite. Because bike. I don't want to get in the way of the signal. Well, sit right there. You're not. If you go that way, like you were leaning. I wasn't. I'm leaning this way. I know. You, you, anything that way, you're blocking. Right. That's why I'm not doing that. That's good, because I don't know what this <laughs> mem thing means. It's been orange forever. But I sure hope people are listening to or actually hearing something. That has nothing to do with the signal going so out. So I've been told, but it has caused me to have dropouts in the past. So I don't buy the argument. I already told you. I didn't buy it when support said it. Thank you for repeating it. Anyway, the Newtown thing didn't happen, but that's another story. Uh, there is an active and often heated debate among professionals within the mental health field about the merits and dangers of psychiatric treatment. Uh, Newtown is, uh, what the hell? That was Sandy Hook's elementary school, Newtown, right? Yeah. I don't, that, I don't remember. That's what, There's the, so many that's of what them. didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's been proved it didn't happen. I don't know what to do with that information, but it didn't happen. All right. Where are we now? Down to psychobabble worsen in the drugs and legumes. Murphy obviously. Said Murphy's bill obviously comes from the view that standard psychiatric treatment is the fix. And warned of the implications of the so-dubbed, quote-unquote, assisted outpatient treatment, end quote, section of the measure, which broadens the criteria for who can involuntarily be given psychiatric treatment. And her conclusion? It does not make sense for Congress to legislate forced treatment when the experts do not agree on whether or not the treatment may be causing some of the problems here, where I heard the Constitution said the Congress can control medicine. Or mental doctors, health. Doctors, nurses, medicine, people in general. Where does it say the government can control people? Where does it say this? It's amazing to me. A document about liberty is turned upside down on its head to an object of tyranny. Only evil can do that. The public should be very concerned about this bill. People don't realize how vulnerable they are once given a psychiatric label, nor how easy it is to get that label. Once given a psychiatric label, it is possible to lose all your rights and freedoms.
You could be involuntary hospitalized, given psychotropic drugs, or ECT against your will. It's electrical shocks therapy. This is very dangerous. I can't believe they're still giving electric shock therapy and calling it something that sounds nice. What the heck did they call it? I don't even remember anymore. I just, I did, I just, my mind just goes, that's stupid. And I, I don't even, I don't even have a place for it in my memory. It's like, what an idiotic thing to say. And now I don't remember what the stupid thing they said was. And so whatever it is, uh, now it's acronym is ECT. Electroconductive therapy. There it is. Electroconductive therapy. That's what it is. Against your will. I just remembered it. See, you know, that stuff that's just there's very, it has a very light influence on your engrams. And so it's, it's not really strong memory. One day you'll, you'll get into your mind and understand that you can make a memory palace and keep your memories in order to some degree. Certainly better than, you know, <laughs> the government. Anyway, moving along from CNSnews.com, before someone, you know, commits me. The U.S. Department of Labor announced Tuesday that it will award $100 million in competitive tuition free job training grants to help U.S. businesses reduce their reliance on temporary workers. Uh, they don't need a reliance on temporary workers. They need to stop making our workers train their replacement foreign workers that make far less money. That's what needs to happen. This is happening nothing. Not this helps nothing. Nothing at all. The grant program is part of America's Promise Job-Driven Grants Program, launched by Vice President Joe Palooka Biden and his wife Jill, what in the hell was I thinking, in April. These grants are part of the Obama administration's commitment to redesigning a modern skills infrastructure in America that engages employers as never before. Secretary of Labor Thomas Brissett. Okay, this sounds really good, but it's not. There's no way in hell that this can be a good thing for American workers. Well, translate it then. I have no clue. That's why I put it up, because I wanted you to tell us what the news behind this news was. Then why are you talking? Because I was frustrated when I read it. I'm going, okay, he's flooding the country with refugees and illegal aliens, and at the same time, they're oh, upping and, oh, all oh, the, and, and the, you know, those foreign visas. Right. They're upping the, those up. They're creating a new summer program so that these kids from other countries can come here for oh, no. summer jobs. Oh, no, it already exists. It's not being created. It already happens that they can't get jobs. In so summer. this is going against everything he's trying to do. No, it's going, it's doing exactly what he wants to do. It's going against what you think he wants to do, what he is, what you think he is telling you. But he is not. This this is exactly what he wants. Well, he meaning the masters he serves. All right, well, where were we? Terminating. A DOL spokesperson further explained the program to CNSNews.com, saying it will connect tuition-free job training slash education programs with employers to create apprenticeship curriculums. The curriculums will help develop specific industry skill sets within each region so that workers can be equally qualified for jobs at different companies. What's wrong with this? The government's making it. The government's forcing it. The government's controlling it. Never forget that last part. No, the market needs to do this. The market needs to decide, and it will if you stop giving them H-1B visas 
they will. That there needs to be an on-the-job training program. I've been saying that for over a decade now. There needs to go back to technical school, on-the-job training, apprenticeships, all this stuff that existed when I grew up. Again, I'm confused. He's saying he's going to help our kids now? He's not going to help anybody. It's a do anything. He, unless, in his mind, he believes that his progressive view of the world will lead to absolute wonderful harmony for everybody. I don't believe he's an evil person because he's a puppet. He's an idiot. He's been used, brainwashed, manipulated. He was a, he was a twisted, fragile freak. He was a black homosexual, just just like floating in the wind, doing drugs and not really caring, drinking drugs, all stuff like, and and hanging out with what, only only associating with those communists in the university, always. And they took advantage. He's a useful idiot waiting to happen. He was so screwed up by the time they got to him, and he's still young. They totally screwed him up. He believed... The experts look at him and they can't tell he's lying. Why? Because he believes what he's saying. It's not a lie to him. He believes it. He's insane. He's been brainwashed. He needs help. But instead, he's going to go on to live his life believing all the crap that comes out of his mouth right now. And he's going to continue trying to be a thorn in our sides for the rest of his life. Much like the Clintons. They just don't go away. It's like a bad penny. They just keep showing up. The hundred million, we're in debt. Let's spend a hundred million dollars on a new program that is nonsense because it can't be driven by the government. Employers need to want to do this on their own. And they're not going to do it if you keep giving them H1B visas. That's it. All the government's job to do is to get out of what they're not supposed to do anyway. There is no constitutional authority over immigration in the Constitution. Sorry, national government. It's still left to the states. I'm sorry, states. You don't want any part of it, but you should, because we need to decide who comes into our state and who doesn't. Not the national government. They can't put refugees in our state without our permission. We decide who comes in. The gov national government does not. That is constitutional. I defy you to find a change anywhere, an amendment that gave them the power over immigration. They only have the power over creating uniform rules of naturalization, which has to do with the states making their immigrants citizens. It gives it all away with the, you know, it's uniform. Uniform, what does that mean? Uniform across the board. Across what board? Across the states. Why would the states need uniform rules of naturalization if they didn't have immigrants they needed to naturalize? Because they did, and they all had different standards. And the ones with tough standards were pissed off, and they wanted everybody to come up with uniforms so because you have to accept everybody's citizenship from every state. And so that's what uniform rules of naturalization are, and that proves the national government has no power over actual immigration. It's just... You can just apply common sense to it. All right, where am I? Ah, for this thing. Are we done with this yet, or should I do more? I don't no, know. No, you got to do more. This is important. All right, the hundred billion will come from fees that businesses pay. Ah, good, thanks. Uh, take more money out of the economy. 
when they use the H-1B temporary visa program to bring foreign workers into the U.S. between 20 and 40-year uh, 44 year grants will be awarded, and each one will be worth between $1 million and $6 million, the spokesperson added. Oh, this couldn't possibly cost us money. Don't! DOL listed some requirements needed to get a grant. For each sector, the service area, partnerships must include the public workforce system, an economic development agency, at least one education and training provider, and at least five employers or a regional industry association. I really do not have a clue why they're doing this. They're bringing people in more and more that need jobs. Why are they saying that they're going to help our people create jobs? Because that's the lie that they keep telling the citizens while they keep bringing the immigrants in and giving them your job. More importantly, giving them extra special grants to open businesses. Money you can't even get. You can't go to the bank and get it because you don't have enough collateral and you don't have this. You know, they don't have anything except the government guaranteeing the loan. You see, they get gov government guaranteed loans to open businesses across the country, chain businesses. Okay, this, like I said, this is extremely confusing because it says the DOL says that as more American workers are trained, businesses will not have to rely on the H-1B program to find qualified yeah. we have employees. Job, we have the service already. Job services already exist. They already train people. Blah, blah, blah. And there's no damn jobs. Oh, but we have almost zero unemployment. Notice how they never said that when it was true under G.W. Bush, even though he was a progressive. Uh he really did have 5% unemployment, counting everybody who did not have a job. The new math, which they like to put, oh, well, all administrations, then they don't use those numbers. I know because I've been following those administrations and numbers for years. He lies constantly. I don't think he can tell the truth anymore. The DL says that more Americans are trained, business not going to ride, la la la. If that was true, why would they have people in America already doing the job train the people of replacing That's them on foreign businesses? That's what I'm saying. We're, this is like... Catch the spin, Susan. My God, catch up. This is schizophrenic. It's not schizophrenic. It's not at all schizophrenic. It's a linear, positive purpose to take over the country. Yeah, but they're spending money to train American workers, they're saying. Yeah, into what? To do what? We got, I just told you, they're replacing American workers with foreign workers. They already know how to do jobs. They don't need any training. The idiots that they hire need the training from the people that are losing their jobs. That's all you need to know, and I've been saying that for too long now. That's all you need to know about this. Bull crap. No more immigrants for a long while, and no H-1B visas. No any temporary, any visas. No nothing. I don't care what it does to your business. Screw you. You figure out a way to make your business work in an environment that is fair to the citizens of the United States of America and not foreign workers. I could give a rat's ass about people in other countries. I'm a nationalist. I'm proud of it. Yeah, Nazis were nationalists too. Yeah, well, you know, Nazis were, uh, were socialists too. Like you. See, I can throw everything around back at you here. You're more, you're the Nazis. You're the ones following socialism, not me.
I don't want nothing to do with socialism. Collectivism, statism, fascism. The whole lot of you. Left-wing lunatic, fringe, idiots, cliff dwellers. Do nothing but destroy. You should know everywhere you go, you bring destruction. I hope you're proud of that. Most people try to figure out how to leave a productive life and leave a good mark behind. But you're just a bunch of lemmings following evil. Good for you. We're coming into the end times, and you're the doofus eye. Congratulations. Here's your sign. Shut up. <laughs> just go down to David. Well, you want to tell the people how many they, they granted these H-1B visas? I just love this. Uh, the DOJ says, uh, will not, the American workers are trained business model to rely on the H-1B program to find qualified employees. But according to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, the H-1B visa program allows U.S. companies to hire foreign workers with a bachelor degree or its equivalency for specialty occupations, quote-unquote, jobs. However, Congress caps the H-1B visas granted to at 85000 per year, including 20000 reserved for foreign students who graduate with a postgraduate degree from a U.S. college or university. Oh, my God. Oh, I want those. I don't want those. I want the 20000 that want went through school. No, nope, they have the education. They could be productive citizens. I'm for them. The 85000 need to go. No, we don't need any more immigrants. It's time to take a breath. Yep. And it's time to rethink our immigration policies because they don't benefit us. They benefit others. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. And touchy-feely nonsense. And uh, tell me, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Jesus would make sure that only good people would come into this country and not tear, not have people come in here that are going to tear it down and bring it down. That Jesus would do that. What would Jesus drive? Uh, Jesus would drive the biggest vehicle he could get is 12 apostles. So somehow 12 people got to fit in that thing, okay? And it ain't going to be a Prius. See? Jesus was not antisocial like progressives. He didn't drive around by himself. He had 12 people with him. They did stuff together. Progs, they isolate themselves. It's weird. It's about the individual, but, they, but they're a collective at the same time. It's it's discern it's it's a mental disorder. Who's going up and down now, Susan? Uh, where are we? With this uh, blah, 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 blah. David North, a fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies and a former assistant for farm labor to the Secretary of Labor, told CNS News that it is commendable for the federal government to use foreign worker fees to train American workers. How about we stop giving them our jobs? How about stop firing those that already know how to do the job and they have to train their replacements? This is stupid. This I've been reporting on this for two years now. Why are we still doing it? Why aren't you yelling at them? Yell at them! But no, said he is much worried about alleged abuses in the H-1B program, saying that there are many resident workers with solid STEM skills in the U.S., but companies prefer younger, cheaper, more docile foreign workers and sometimes break the law to make use of them. No, not sometimes. All the time. It's blatant. It's obvious. And everybody that knows anything knows about it. I knew about it before I got into politics. I knew about it in New York City when I was a paramedic. And I watched them bring those nurses in from outside 
foreign nurses. And I, and one broke out. She escaped. They used to make them stay in on housing in the hospital. They're not allowed to leave the premises. They, they eat in the cafeteria. They work in the hospital. They live at the hospital. And they're never allowed to leave. And they're treated like crap and they're paid crap. One got away, and I and I gave it a lift. <laughs> it was hitchhiking uh, in Manhattan. That's unusual. So I gave her the ride back to the hospital. We were talking because I was a paramedic, and she's a, she's a nurse. So I was talking, bring her back. She told me all about what's going on, and I was like, "That's horrible. Why don't you tell the police? Why don't you tell the police? We're good. I, I, I'm afraid of the police. I don't trust the police. Where they come from, the police are corrupt, and you can't trust them." They work for the government. You complain about the government, they they kill you and torture you or whatever. You know, they do whatever those creeps do. But no, she told me that she she broke the rules and if she gets caught, it's it's a big it's a big deal. But they're keeping she said they're keeping all of us locked up in that building. I went and told my supervisors and stuff and they didn't do anything about it. I told the mayor about it and he didn't do anything about it. It seems like everybody was, uh, you know, wink and nod. And, I, you know, the rest of us are left out. Us regular citizens don't understand how this works. What do you mean they're allowed to enslave people in this country? We have the 13th Amendment. It says no involuntary servitude. And yet, we still have the draft. Selective services. Oh, and guess what? What I said was going to happen, happened. It has already happened. They have already got a bill to make women sign up for selective service. Congratulations. We're going to take the future of our country, those who bore the future of our country, and put them in harm's way, all on the, on the idiocy that everybody's equal. Everything's qualified. It, we're not all equal. I guarantee you I, I'm better than a bunch of people at a bunch of things. But I'm also not as good at a lot of things as other people. That is the way it is. We have our strengths, we have our weaknesses, we are individuals, not a collective. I'm being interrupted for a short commercial message. If you want to listen to our show live, you can find us at uncooperativeradio.com. Sundays and Thursday evenings, supposedly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, but lately we have technical problems that push us and push us, so later and later. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> what to tell you live. Uh, you can listen to, you can download all those shows at uncooperativeradio.com for free. You can also find us rebroadcast on redstatetalkradio.com, 24-7 streaming, internet, conservative talk radio. Over there, don't forget, check out the free newsletter. It's actually really good. Check out the free, it's not like any newsletters subscribe to before give it a shot you'll i think you'll like it if not just unsubscribe it's not like we keep a list and it's like oh that guy he unsubscribed to our newsletter <laughs> there's, there's no list okay <laughs> also check out the schedule it's always changing right now we're in a flux uh so you have to kind of find my show when you can i know i'm on saturday night which is sunday morning 2 a.m on the prime channel and then on the Encore channel, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Drive-by. They gave you the drive-by slot. Also, Terry O'Brien's with me on those slots. Anything else? 
We're everywhere. Do a search. I was surprised. I did one the other day. I'm like, oh my god, really? <laughs> I found I found my show all over the place. Oh, I'm no. like, what the heck's this? Red State Talk Radio also uh, has a Roku channel. It does have a Roku channel. So those that know what Roku is, I don't. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't have it. So I don't know how it works. Uh, but anyway, we're also on. T- don't forget, we're also on TuneIn through Red State Talk Radio Studios. We're on. We are individually on iHeartRadio. We're individually on iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, some other weird places I forgot already. Uh, you can find our Facebook page on Facebook, obviously, on Cooperative Radio. Do a search. Twitter, the same thing. If you want my personal account, Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. Just say it right. Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90. And no, don't see anything else. That looks good, but I know this more. I meant to write it down and I forgot. I want the knife. <laughs> Golden child. Correct. Okay, so are we done with this? I really don't know what I'm their done. end game Fuzzy, is. Fuzzy, fuzzy report. I... Push the button. Hold on. You caught me off guard. I was listening to you. And now from Hasbrola Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hasbrola bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pole, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. But at this point, press Jihad in a burger before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited. Once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Parker Barbie. All right. Back to where we are. I gotta say, I am so happy about Fuzzy Muzzies. They, they're the gift that keeps giving. How come I have no fatwa because I make fun of them? And the Prophet Muhammad, who was a doofus. He wanted to be a great man, but he wasn't. And he just couldn't accept it. And so he turned evil. That's the story of Islam. But, the world that daily says, President Caesar Baracus Albanimus is determined to meet his goal of 10,000 Syrian refugees being resettled in the United States by September 30th. That's just a small down payment on what he has promised the United Nations. Luckily, you can't make that promise once you're out of office, which is coming pretty soon to a voting booth near you. Brian, he wants these people to come in here so they could kill more of us like they did today? He wants total chaos, anarchy. He wants the whole society to collapse so that they can rebuild it in the progressive vision. Because they believe the only problem with their socialist notions, communistic collectivist notions, is that until the whole world is socialist, 
socialism won't work. And I, I asked the person who said that, work for whom? Because if the whole world is socialist, I know whom it's going to benefit. And it won't be the people. The people will all suffer in misery equally. All the elites have everything they want. It happens everywhere. Don't trust the malarkey coming out of people's mouths to quote Joe Baluka Biden. This is really interesting because, again, words me have meaning and they keep changing the meaning of words. Of course they do. Progs have become quite adept at it, don't you think? They're like illusionists. No, we're not progressives anymore. We are not the progressives you are seeking. We're liberals. And then after they destroyed liberals, we're not liberals, we're progressives. Because the average person has never heard of progressivism. The progressive era, the politics surrounding it, that's not taught anymore. Because you wouldn't want to know that you're sitting around following these cretins. While attention in the media and Congress has been on the 10,000 so-called refugees, 98% of whom have been Sunni Muslims, oh, oh, yay, great. The same sect as ISIS, Al-Nusra Front, Al-Qaeda, and the Muslim Brotherhood, and other extremist groups. Obamanus has been quietly working on a much broader effort to bring Syrians to the U.S. under alternative pathways. These alternative pathways were suggested by the Human Rights Commission of the United Nations to get around what the people want. You see the kind of government that's coming your way, do you not? You can see it in your own government a little bit, but now see it in the in the UN when it talks to our government. Don't figure out a way to get around what the people want. I'm sorry, does that sound good to you? I don't look. If you're a left wing lunatic, whatever, you're you're lost to me. But if you're just consider yourself a liberal and you just you probably don't know any better, I'm trying to point out who you are aligning yourself with, who you are voting for, and what they are going to do to you once they have power. It, it's all just a roadmap. It, just follow the show. It's all there. You'll get it. They're, they're coming for your liberty, for everyone's liberty. They don't want you to have liberty. They don't want you to be an individual. They've stated all these facts. And they use little shiny baubles to confuse you, like, oh, look at all the storms. Global climate change is causing us to have to deal with all of these storms. It's causing us so much money. And who says this? Oh, it's the Secretary of State, Lurch Carey. Lurch Carey, the most unemotional, ridiculously faced man on the planet in politics. Uh, instead of dealing with ISIS and other issues that he should be dealing with, He's trying to get us to buy into climate change. Why? Because the United Nations told him to. Simply that is how it is. He's been in, he was in this, he's been in government for over 30 years. Ever since he got back from Vietnam and Kennedy took him under his wing and taught him how to lie under oath to the Senate committee. And we know it's a lie now. Everybody knows it's a lie now. Okay, he perjured himself. How come he's the Secretary of State and not the, I don't know, person in cell block C? 
I think he looks good in stripes and orange. Well, he looked really good in orange, I think. So would Hillary. She, she'd look like an ugly pumpkin that's rotting. Anyway, back to, to, to this. The term refugee has been tainted since the terrorist attack on Paris and Brussels and the thousands of sexual assaults by Muslim men against women in Sweden. I swear to God, if that ever happened here, I would grab my gun and get in my truck and I'd go out there and I'd kill every one of these mothers I could find. And I can tell you I won't be the only one. We're, uh, we are, we haven't been emasculated as much as Europe yet. They have generations of being emasculated. They never, they're not, they're not manly at all. Have you ever met a Brit that was manly? That's what, that's what you're all turned off. So remember metrosexuals? You thought it was great to turn men into metrosexuals. Now women go, where, I want a man who's a man. There's no men anymore. Well, it was your fellow ilk who decided to turn us into women. Like I said, I have a fear, and it's a rational one. If I defend myself, I might end up going to jail. But, of course, it's better to defend yourself and be judged by a jury than, you know, be beat up or killed and all that stuff. Maybe. I don't know that it's worth going to prison for the rest of my life. But we'll find out. So another plan had to be devised. Backlash growing despite Islamophobia label. In more than a dozen states, the entry of Syrian refugees has caused friction between residents who want to welcome the newcomers and those who feel they could pose a security risk. Just, they not could. Islam is a cancer. When it gets inside, it does nothing but metastasize until it destroys you just like cancer. It's been doing it since 680. Go look at the history, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the truth about the prophet Mohammed. All the bones, in other words, all the structures of Islam is stolen from the Torah. It has nothing to do with it. He just, just stole it from the Torah and put it there and then built all, all this other stuff around it he wanted to. To give it legitimacy. Because he, he couldn't come up with all that on his own. He was a sick man. And he brought nothing but evil everywhere he went. And that's all Islam brings. It can only bring evil. Because it is evil. Just this week, another Somali refugees were convicted in Minnesota stand of trying to join ISIS in Syria. That's on top of the 40 others who have done so, and the dozens more who have been charged with sending material support to overseas terrorists. I only have one thing to say. I don't give a crap. You're a Muslim, you want to go fight with ISIS? Go. But you don't get to come back. You're fighting with the... You've taken up the, uh, the arms of the enemy. You are donning the uniform of the enemy. It is clearly stated in... U.S. statute that that violates your citizenship. You are no longer a citizen, so don't bother trying to come back. That's the stand we need. That's the stand, by the way, Donald Trump has. You can say what you want about him. He has the right idea. He's going to stand up to everything that needs to be stood up to. And okay, he's a plant. It's a total lie. 
I love that. I've been I've been having to watch people that are that are plants and have been destroying our country for decades now. I would like a chance at this guy. I have a feeling that he's going to be good, the right president, the right time for the job. He's going to be the man. And I believe he's going to win the presidency because I believe it's ordained. He's going to save the United States of America from a bunch of left-wing lunatic wussies. You notice the progs were scared to death of him because you see how many riots are going on his um, rallies? Constantly. And and they blame it on Trump. Amazing. Mayor's blaming it on Trump for for just being there. Are you kidding? Well, his rhetoric. I don't care what his rhetoric is. That doesn't excuse what the opposition is doing. Have they heard the freaking Prague's rhetoric? It they want us to die. And it doesn't matter. These people that are following Donald Trump around causing all this problem are paid agitators. I'm not making that up. It's already been, it's already been outed. They're paid they're paid operatives. We reported on that one girl, remember? Manuka Maluka, whatever the hell her name was. I think it was last show of the show before. Because she's at every freaking rally. Every one. She's paid to be there. Remember? We were saying how she goes from Mexico to New Mexico to have to do all these different rallies and living the life of uh, Riley. Yeah, get, get paid good money to do nothing. It annoy people. Getting put up in hotels. And I'm sorry, but, you know, they make they make the police move them to a safe area where they are not as effective. That they they're there for violence. That's all they're there for, to disrupt. And that's what the left does. The right we don't do that. We don't go to their things and try and disrupt it. Conservatives don't show we up and, care go, and try and disrupt their nonsense. We could care less. If you people want to say Heil Hitler to each other all day, go right ahead. And that's, we have more important. And we know that's what you're doing, even though you would never be a Nazi. Even though you are, because you're a socialist. We have more important things to do, Brian. A lot more important <laughs> things to do. Than give a rat's ass what the progs do. No, I care what they do, because they're destroying the country. Don't get me wrong. You know, I care. That's what this is all about. But you got to care. And you got to get other people to care. And people have got to open up. Enough people have to open up. I just say enough is enough. Because when enough people do, it will be enough. We have the power. And we have God behind us. This was God's country, God's government. That government that was formed up there was based on biblical precepts of how, what kind of government should be created for the people. One based on liberty, not on control. What we have now is a government desperately trying to take control over us. You don't feel like you lost liberty? Really? You don't feel like the government's squeezing in on you? Really? You can't tell? You can't see it? You need to learn what this country's supposed to be so you can understand what they have stolen from you so you will not let them succeed in finishing the job. Because we can still get back to it. And again, only time will tell. Not including the price of education. The Syrian children, it's costing $20,000 
to resettle them in U.S. cities and towns. I don't want to spend $20,000 on anything, yet alone trash from another country. Man, is it, you know, is this going to be too many people in Alabama? Organized pushback against the arrival of Muslim refugees has occurred in communities in Minnesota, Stan, South Carolina, Rhode Island, Texas, Michiganistan, Idaho, Stan, Montana, Tennessee, Washington State, North Dakota, among other states. Wherever protests have appeared urging caution, a counter-protest has typically popped up. Smaller in size, but with signs accusing the protesters of racism, intolerance, or Islamophobia. All of them, intolerance, maybe? Why should we tolerate evil? Right. I'm sorry. We we can't have tolerance for everything. You don't have tolerance for evil. There is no tolerance for evil. And it's not a race, so you're an idiot. Islam is a religion, sort of. But it's not a race. Anybody could be a Muslim. In fact, they take people. That's what they do. It's called submit. That's what Islam means, submission. You are supposed to submit to it. They want you to convert. And if you don't, they cut your head off. You got it? Simple. That's simply what Islam is. One a largely ignored facet of the debate has been the fate of Syrian Christians who have been run out of their homes, their men beheaded, shot or crucified, and their women forced into sexual slavery. Yet only 1% of the more than 4,200 Syrians resettled in the U.S. since the Syrian civil war broke out have been Christian. Christians make up 10% of Syrian population before the war broke out. They are being ignored in the face of extermination, critics say. Europeans are also getting restless as more Muslim migrants pour into their countries. Evidence of that is found in the fact that right-of-center parties that once had only a teeny minority of support are now gaining popularity in Austria, France, the UK, Sweden, and Switzerland. So with its pushback gaining momentum, United Nations High Commissioner on Refugees Filipino Grandi has devised a new plan to get Sharia-compliant Syrians resettled into Western democracies without calling them refugees. He calls it alternative pathways for Syrians into the industrialized West. Why do these people want to do this? Because they they want to overthrow the government and they think Islam is going to be their partner and not their enemy. They think they're going to be able to turn on Islam and be the winners, like they did in the Middle East. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. Didn't Islam win? And it would have been Egypt, too, by the way you said Egypt. No, it it did in Egypt, too. It took a military coup to get rid of them. Ah, unfortunately, I'm out of time. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're at it.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.